0: Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. I won't be long today because we'll be back tonight for watch night. But I want to communicate to the remnant of people who are here what God has put in my spirit. So I want to talk to you about a new thing, a new thing. It is hard sometimes for God to do a new thing in his people. And so what he does is he does a new thing in the earth so that his people can observe it and then he can do a new thing in us. But what is it that makes it hard? It's the, the way we're wired. Jesus said it this way, no one immediately tastes new wine and likes it because they say the old is better. And he was talking to a people who were steeped in traditions And we all have routines and the way we like to do things and we constantly look very nostalgically on the way it was. We have sayings like the good old days. When it's the will of God that you understand that your best days are today and the days ahead of you. But we wax nostalgic in many things and also the things that we're familiar with and comfortable with are easier. But I want you to know that with him, a new thing is always better. And the thing about a new thing, as it endures, it becomes old. And that's why God is constantly doing, somebody say it with me, a new thing. Because that which is new becomes old the longer it endures, are you with me? So let's go to the first verse. Isaiah 43 and verse 18. I'm going to spend just a few minutes on this because this is how we can get this thing established in our spirit. Here's what the Lord says Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Do not remember the former things. Don't even consider the things of old. How many of us find that easy to do? Not, no, not one. (laughs) It's difficult. And you know what? We have an enemy who is constantly reminding you of the former things even in your life. Because he doesn't want you to know Who you are today in God. So he reminds you about your past. And sometimes when we think about it. We think we're not worthy. We got to look the devil square in the face. And say that's what I was. But that's not what I am. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. Through him that loved me. The past is in the past. I'm forgetting about those things. Which are behind. And I'm reaching forth. To that which is before, I'm going to press towards the mark of the prize, which is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you know that's right, somebody give God a hand clap. Somebody give God a praise. Do not remember the former things. Don't even give consideration to the things of old. And you know why we can trust Jesus with a new thing? It's because Elder, when he does a new thing, it's better than the old. Here's what I'm talking about. One day, he was invited to a wedding. And a crisis happened. They ran out of wine. And the person who's hosting it is panicking. But Jesus' mother goes and tells him, whatever he says to do, do it. I wish that would resonate in somebody's spirit. Whatever he says to do, do it. There are so many people, Deke, who want God in their life, but they don't want him to be Lord of their life. When he's Lord, whatever he says to do, do it. That's what we do. It's time out for doing what you want to do and still claiming him. Why call me Lord, Lord, and you do not what I say? Whatever he says to do, do it. And even though Jesus, Jesus was reluctant, he told the man, go get me six water pots. Get water pots and draw it out. And draw it out. And when they drew it out and tasted it, the person, the, the, the groom, the, the butler who was in charge of everything, said, hmm, this is different. He said, usually you give the good stuff first and when people are well drunk and they don't know their senses are impaired, you give them the cheap stuff, but you save the best for last. See, that was new wine, but it was better than the old. But there's no one who knows anything about wine who would ever say that new fermented wine is better than aged wine. But in Jesus, he turns things upside down. So don't be afraid of a new thing. The new is better in him. In the world, things might be different. But in the kingdom of God, He turns things upside down. He wants to turn our world inside out. But what is required is we forget about the former things. We forget about that which is behind us, and we press and we look forward because when we do that, he'll do a new thing that will blow our mind. And again, the thing about a new thing is that it is continually new. God reminded me of what it was like in the world when COVID shook up the world and how everyone was on their knees. We were on the phone praying fire from heaven. I mean praying because we were, everyone was disconnected and the earth had rest. It was the cleanest air, the purest in the history of recorded history. That, that don't sound right, but, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Okay, all you teachers and principals, don't judge me. You get the point. <laughs> but since we were recording air quality, that was the cleanest because the land had rest. Now that it's over, we go right back to the same thing. That's why, and God said, that's why I have to do a new thing. Because you won't endure in a new thing when it becomes old. Yet, you wanna hold on to that which is familiar. That's why you go right back to the same thing, even though the other was better. The other was better you continually to go back to what is familiar and what is comfortable. Are you with me? Let's go a little deeper in the text. Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, Why is this a question? Shall you not know it? If God does a new thing, shouldn't we know it? Why is it a question? Because sometimes when God is doing a new thing, we don't even know it. You know the reason we don't know it? Because we're focusing on the familiar and we're focused on what's behind us. In order for us to embrace and discern a new thing, you gotta be in the moment or you won't even recognize it. He said, I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Notice, he's doing the new thing in the earth, in the land. He does something, if my people, who are called by my name, first he starts with my people, and you humble yourself and pray, and turn from what? His people? wicked ways, his people wicked ways his people wicked ways, don't we think of his people as righteous? Well the righteousness of his people is in his son not in the people come on, somebody should say amen to that, if you know the righteousness is not in you but in him it's in him when they when we turn from our wicked ways, then He'll heal here from heaven, forgive our sins, and then heal the land. Why, if God is dealing with his people, does he see it necessary to heal the land? Because we need the earth to give her increase in order for us to survive. I want to use COVID again. God was, has been talking to me about this. He said, there was a moment during the pandemic where money didn't matter. I didn't care how much money you had, you couldn't bribe your way to paper t- towels. <laughs> it, there wasn't enough of them. There, things weren't being transported like they used to. Things were left on docks. You, It didn't matter. It's the great equalizer. There are times, de- where God will do something to equalize everyone to remind us that we need him. But the truth is, we need him now. We need him always. It doesn't matter. The problem with things, the problem with things is that it has the potential to remove us from the consciousness of our need for God. So there are times when God will shake things up, Jalene. He will shake it up and take it away. And then all you have is Him. I want you to know in the midst of your abundance, when it all boils down, all you have is Him. He wants us to recognize that we need Him in all things, in every way, every day and that's what God wants for his people and the reason he does a new thing is to remind us I'm gonna do something that only I can do so that you will declare my glory you will declare my praise you will realize that there's nobody that can do what I can do there's nobody like me nobody God remind us of who you are sometimes we need to be reminded who you are, so that we lest we go astray. God will do a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Shall you not know it? Every now and then, God comes to sharpen our senses and to increase our awareness so that we can discern what he's doing. He does it around us before he does it in us. He does it in the earth, but the objective is his people. The objective is his people. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We're thankful unto him and we bless his name. Let's go to the next verse, verse 20. The beast of the field, I need you to hear this, will honor me. The beast of the field, a beast who's ravaging, who doesn't have the intellect to think, who doesn't know right from wrong, will honor God when God provides. And people, sometimes people who are called by his name, receive his provision, and don't honor them, don't honor him. And if we're not careful, we can be like Nebuchadnezzar and think that our hands have done it, our education have done it, our pedigree has done it, our connections have done it. It is the Lord who's done it. And as long as we are like that, even the beast, Honor him when he does a new thing. The jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness, and rivers in the desert. And what's the purpose? To give drink to my people, my chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. If we have the privilege, Pat, of being among the chosen, We are a select group of people in the earth who are special in the sight of God. And the enemy of our soul wants us to focus on something other than that. So he reminds us of our past and tries to keep us mired in that stuff. God said, I'm doing a new thing. And when I do a new thing, I do it for my people. And God is ready to do a new thing in us. So the former things can pass away. There's something about a new thing, a new thing that aligns with heaven. If anyone be in Christ, come on. All things pass away and behold, all things become what? New. There's something about new. I want to be his mercies. Reader, are new every morning. Every morning. His mercies are as new as manna. And when he provided manna for his people, they complained. He provides new mercies and we still find reasons to complain. God is doing a new thing so that we can be focused, keep our eyes on the mark of the prize and not get caught up in the culture around us. It breaks my heart. It's not, it's not bad on the surface, but it breaks my heart every time I hear a young person who in one moment professes God and this says, all for the culture. They don't know what they're saying. They're, they really don't, but there's a spirit that is with that. Like everything I do is shaped by the culture. I wanna be a part of the culture. I wanna contribute to the culture. I wanna build up the culture. And we're not talking about the culture of the kingdom of God. We're talking about the culture of the world. So when people say it, they're not saying it with bad intent. But if you are a discerner of things, and you're a discerner of spirits, you understand how defiling that is. And well-meaning people, people who you love, who I love, they don't understand it. Part of the new thing that God is gonna do is that there's gonna be an awakening. Those who are asleep Wake up. Somebody say, wake up. wake up. I have a question. Are you a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper? Yeah, everybody's saying light. <laughs> yeah, his yoke is easier. My bur- his burden is light. My sleep is light. Because a heavy sleeper requires a louder voice and a stronger shake to wake up. One of my sons is a heavy sleeper. You knock on the door. You can knock the door down. He's still asleep. Top of your lungs. You shake him. You might, you might want to start praying, Lord. <laughs> Is he going to wake up? God is saying, I have children who are heavy sleepers. I want them to awake out of sleep because now their salvation is nearer than when they first believed. It's time for them to awake to the light. But let's go back. I'm sorry. I'm talking so long. Then and took the verse down. Let's go to verse 20. I already read 20. 21. 21. This people I have formed for myself. Where is he doing the new thing? In the earth, right? Even the beast honor him. But who is it about? His people. And he said, I formed them for myself. For they shall declare my praise. Here's what God is saying. The beast praise me. The jackals praise me because they recognize that I'm providing in the desert, in the desert, a thirsty place. In a dry and thirsty land, I provided water. And this is not just an ancient text. It's true, 50% of the land of Israel is desert. But the grapes are luscious. Bananas hanging from trees. There are waters flowing like a river. The God who spoke it does it. He said, shall you not see it? But what about you and me? Like, we can behold that in what we call nature. But in order for him to do a new thing in me, I have to do that first thing, sis. I gotta forget about the former things. Go back to that verse. I think it's verse 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. That requires a conscious effort and discipline because it's, a, it's almost knee jerk. If, if something new is happening, inevitably, people will remind you of the way it was. It's inevitable. Or they'll say, oh, we already did that. This is how we do it. Or sometimes, if you ask a question about why there is discomfort with a new thing, because this is the way we've always done it. That's That's all of us. Am I, is there anybody who's never said that? Oh, there is somebody who never said it? <laughs> who's there? I wanna, I wanna see them and let you lay hands on me. <laughs> Cause you are special. All right, let's, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Haggai. And we're gonna bring this thing home. Haggai, Verse two and nine, this is something that God placed in my spirit for maybe a week, a week and a half, maybe as much as two weeks. He's been dropping a word in my spirit that's in this text. But there's a part of it that I didn't know until I looked at it this morning And I reached out to Gabby, I said, add this text. Because I knew this was a word that the Lord wanted to communicate. Just as the pattern of his ways, when he wants to do a new thing, he does it in the earth so that his people will know that this is God. Water in a dry and thirsty place that is abundant enough for people to live. It's abundant enough to provide for the wild beast. That's God, that's not man-made. But then, what I'm really after are my people. Are my people. So the new thing that comes from the text, how does it impact you and me? Because really when God sends a word, it's to his people. What he wants to change is his people. What he wants to go from, who he wants to go from glory to glory are his people. Who he wants to go from faith to faith are his people. So the the people need a word. The people need a word. Haggai 2 and 9 says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, somebody say in this place. Now this is a word for new covenant. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. And when I saw that, something leaped in me because I said, I wasn't thinking about, I was moving on from peace. That was last week. God said, no, 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 no. You might move on, but I haven't. I want you to assure my people that the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place, in this place, I will give peace. In this place. God said, there will not be days in the days to come Where people will come in heavy and leave heavy. Because I will give them in this place peace. If you come in this place, if you want peace, come to this place. The Lord said, I will give peace in this place. That's the glory of this latter house. You know one of the chief indicators that you've heard an answer to prayer. Come on somebody talk to me. Peace. You could be in the biggest struggle and you talk to God about it and you have peace. You didn't hear what he said. You didn't hear the solution to the problem, but you know God's got you because you have what? Peace. The glory of this of this place. The ladder is gonna be greater than the former. And if you believe that God is saying the latter is gonna be greater than the former, it makes it easier to forget about the former things. You have your mind on the former things and God is working on the latter things. He's working on the latter things and you're focused on the former things. Who is it that you think has you focused on the former things? because they don't want you to know, and I say they, because it is they. You know, the enemy of our soul doesn't work alone. The Bible says the third part of the angels followed him or fell with him. They are fallen, but we've gotten up. See, the, the, the angels who left their first estate have fallen and they can't get up. But see, we fell down, but we got up. We fell down, but we got up, and we keep getting up. I hear the Bible says a righteous person falls seven times and rises again. We rise from the ashes. We keep getting up because Jesus got up, I can get up. He got up out of the grave, and he gets me up every time. He got me up this morning. He woke me up this morning. There is nothing that we can do apart From him, peace, peace in this house, peace in your house. God, do a new thing, peace where there's been disruption, peace in the midst of chaos, peace in the midst of trouble, peace where there's confusion. God, we replace confusion with peace, peace, peace in your spirit, peace in your mind. Peace in your soul, peace in your emotions, peace in your family, peace in your house, peace on your job, peace in the church, peace in the streets, peace wherever you shall go. Peace. Peace go before us, peace follow us, peace surround us, peace follow us like goodness and mercy, peace, peace. I will give peace, says the Lord. I will give peace, says the Lord. God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. I hear the Spirit of God saying, there's a generation where anxiety and depression reigns. I'm doing a new thing where peace shall overtake those things. Peace shall overtake those things. The former things can't compare to the latter. The former things can't compare to the latter. Your latter shall be greater than your past. Your latter shall be greater than your past. Every time the enemy of your soul brings something in your mind from your past, resist, resist the devil and he'll flee from you because God only wants to communicate to you about your future. He wants to communicate in the present and whatever he says do, somebody finish it. Because when you do that, you yield to him as Lord. There are too many people, even in the church, it pains me to say that, who want God in their life, but they don't want him to be the Lord of their life. And that's why he had to say, why call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do the things that I say? He doesn't, the world, the culture will tell you that it's boring, it's like you can't do anything if you walk that walk. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the enemy of my soul and your soul knows that we can do all things. What he wants to keep you from is all things. And what he wants to expose you to are the pleasures of sin. Let's be real. The Bible speaks of the pleasures of sin. It says Moses chose to suffer with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin. Here's a promise. The pleasures of sin can only last as long as I last. And the day will come when I will expire. And on my expiration date, it'll just be me and the God who created me. And the God who wanted my life, my life, the God who gave me my life, who wants me to be with him forever. It'll just be me and him. My mother can't help me. She can't even help herself. My father can't help me. He can't even help himself because they too had an expiration date. But the one who keeps me is forever. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. And that's why I trust him. That's why he wants every one of us to trust him. He, the things that God wants us to stay away from It's because he knows how destructive they are. And he wants us to last. And even in this life, to have life and to have it more abundant. The only way to have life that is abundant is to do it his way. Is to do it his way. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And there are going to be those raised up. Raised up whose desire is to please him. And pleasure will come from that. There's no greater pleasure in this life than knowing that I please God. There's no greater pleasure. If you haven't experienced that, that's a natural high. It is good when you can hear in your spirit As you walk through this barren land, God's saying, well done. Well done. This is my child in whom I'm well pleased. It's not because of works. It's one thing. Obedience. God, don't let us fail. God, don't let us fall to temptation that is not real. It's designed to trap us deliver your people from the snare of the fowler God we've had enough of going around and around we're ready to go up no more going around no more going down we want to go up we hear you calling us up higher come up higher come up hither God has a place for us God has a place for us that we can only attain by him lifting us up so that we can see things as they are. God, may your people be so discerning that they will hear a lie and reject it no matter how smooth it sounds no matter how good it makes them feel. May it be according to your word that your sheep know your voice and will never follow a stranger. No matter how the stranger is packaged, help us to walk circumspectly during these times to be careful because the days are evil. God is saying, I will do a new thing. But the question is, shall you know it? Shall you know it? I'm gonna do some things that will be undeniably me. And I want you to know that in this place, I'm gonna give peace. This will be a refuge for peace. This will be as in the days of old, when people were fleeing their enemies. They were able to go into the temple and grab the horns of the altar. The horns represent strength, and the enemy who had murder in their heart had to let them go. God said this is gonna be such a refuge of peace that the enemy, when you step into this place, will have to loose you and let you go. It will be like the horns of the altar. I'm doing a new thing. Stand with me. God is doing a new thing. God do a new thing, not just in the earth. Do a new thing in me. Do a new thing in us. Do a new thing in your people. so that we might endure till the end. Some of us are weary. Some of us are running the wrong race. We're weary, but we're not running the right race. Help us, oh God, remove the veil from our hearts. from our eyes and God bind the hands of the enemy right now who come to snatch the word out of the hearts of the soil of those that you are seeking to plant your word bind his hands now so that the only thing between you and those you are calling is free will Convict. Convict. Because when you convict of sin, it's not shame. It's a release. It's peace. It is joy and salvation. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Because of your great love, Reveal your love that's greater than the conditional love of the world. God, we don't want to be as those who are on top of the world one day and the next day the world is on top of them. The world will cast us out The world will spew us out of their mouth, but you are faithful. You said that all that come to me, not one, not one will I cast out, not one. Somebody needs your love. Somebody needs your assurance every eye closed, every head bowed. If you have decided during the course of these 30 minutes or so, that you are ready to come into relationship with Jesus Christ, not just as a God that you want to be in your life, but to be Lord of your life. And you've decided that whatever he says to do, you're willing and ready to do it. With every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you, raise your hand and I'll see you, I see you. Raise your hands and I'll see you all across this world all across this auditorium. It's your time to come. He wants to do a new thing in you. He wants to do a new thing in us. Don't come week after week and leave the same. Don't come to church for one hour and worship and then go spend the rest of your hours in the week doing things that you know displease him. And also the doors of the church are open. If you wanna come and fellowship with us, you can come. Give God a hand clap.